Yes, Lotus is going down on this podcast, and it's the 11th of April, 2023. The time is 20.06, and it is Tuesday. And we're going to pick up where we left off. We have come to the book of Job, chapter number 30. Now they laugh at me, men younger than I am, whose fathers I would have refused to put with the dogs that guarded my flock, of what use was the power of their hands to me? Their vigor has perished. They are worn out from want and hunger. They gnaw at the parched ground that was already ruined and desolated. They gather the salt herb from the bushes. Their food is the root of broom trees. They are driven out of the community. People shout at them as they would a thief. They live on the slopes of ravens in holes in the ground and in the rocks. From the bushes they cry out, and huddle together among the needles. As sons of the senseless and the nameless ones, they have been driven out of the land. But now they mock me even in their songs. I have become an object of scorn to them. They detest me and keep their distance from me. They do not hesitate to spit in my face, because God has disarmed me and humbled me. They throw off all restraint in my presence. On my right they rise up like a mob. They put me to flight and put up barriers of destruction in my path. They tear up <clears throat> my roadways and make my calamity worse, without anyone to stop them. They come as if though a wide breach in the wall, they roll in amid the devastation. Terror overwhelms me. My dignity is driven away like the wind, and my salvation vanishes like a cloud. Now my life ebbs from me. Day of affliction takes hold on me. Arching pierces my bones at night. The gnawing pain never stops. With great force my garment is disfigured. Like the collar of my garment, it chokes me. God has thrown me down into the mud. I am reduced to dust and ashes. I cry to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up, but you just look at me. You have cruelly turned against me. With the full might of your hand, you assault me. You pick me up and carry me off with the wind. Then you toss me about in the storm. I know that you will bring me down to death, to the house where... Everyone living will meet, but no one would strike a broken man. But no one would strike at a broken man, as he cries for help during his time of disaster. Have I not wept for those who have fallen on hard times? Have I not grieved for the poor? <clears throat> Although I hoped for good, bad came. I expected the light, but darkness came. The cunning inside me did not stop. Days of affliction confronted me. I walked about gloomy. There is no sunlight. In the assembly I rise and cry for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion to the daughters of the ostrich. My skin has blackened and fallen off. My bones burn from the heat. My harp is used only for mourning, and my flute for the sound of weeping.
chapter number 31. I have made a covenant with my eyes, so how could I show improper attention to a virgin? What then would be my share from God above? What inheritance from the Almighty on high? Does not disaster await the wrongdoer, and calamity those doing what is harmful? Does he not see my ways and count all my steps? Have I ever walked in untruth? Has my foot heard, hurried to deceive? Let God weigh me with accurate scales. Then he will recognize my integrity. If my footsteps deviate from the way, or my heart has followed after my eyes, or my hands have been defiled, then let me sow seed and someone else eat, and let what I plant be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, and I have lain in wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind grain for another man, and let other men have sexual relations with her. For that would be shameful conduct, an error deserving punishment by the judges. It would be a fire that would devour and destroy, consuming even the roots of all my produce. If I denied justice to my male or female servants, when they had a complaint against me, what can I do when God confronts me? What can I answer him when he calls for an accounting? Did not the one who made me in the womb also made them? Was it not the same one who formed us before our birth? If I refused to give the poor what they desired, or sadness, or saddened the eyes of the widow, if I ate my portion of food alone, without sharing it with the orphans. For from my youth the orphans grew up with me, as though I were their father, and I have been a guide for the widow from childhood. <clears throat> if I saw anyone perishing for lack of clothing, or a poor man with nothing to cover himself, if he did not bless me as he warmed himself with the wool of my sheep, if I shook my fist against the orphan when he needed my assistance in the city gate, then let my arm fall from my shoulder, and let my arm be broken at the elbow. For I dreaded disaster from God, and I could not stand before his dignity. If I put my confidence in gold, or said to fine gold, you are my security, if I found joy in my great wealth because of the many possessions I acquired, if I saw the sun shining or the moon mo moving in its splendor, and my heart was secretly enticed and my mouth kissed my hand in worship of them, then that would be an error deserving punishment by the judges, for I would have denied the true God above." Have I ever rejoiced over the destruction of my enemy, or gloated because evil befell him? I never allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in an oath. Have the men of my tent not said, Who can find anyone who has not been satisfied with his food? No stranger had to spend the night outside. I opened my doors to the traveller, 
Have I ever tried to cover over my transgressions like other men, by hiding my error in the pockets of my garment? Have I been in fear of the reaction of the multitude, or have I been terrified by the contempt of other families, making me silent and afraid to go outside? If only someone would listen to me, I would sign my name to what I have said. Let the Almighty answer me. If only my accuser had written out the charges in a document, I would carry it on my shoulder, and I would bind it around my head like a crown. I would give him an accounting for every step I took. I would approach him confidently like a prince, if my own ground would cry out against me, and it furrows would weep together. If I have eaten its fruitages without payment, or if I have caused its owners to despair, let, then let thorns sprout for me instead of wheat, and full-smelling wheat instead of barley. The words of Job end here. Chapter number 32 So these three men stopped trying to answer Job because he was confident of his own righteousness, But Elihu, the son of Barshil, the Buisite of the family of Ram, had, beca- had become very angry. His anger blazed against Job for trying to prove himself right rather than God. He was also very angry with Job's three companions because they could not find an answer but had declared God wicked. Elihu had been waiting to respond to Job because they were older than he was. When Elihu saw that the three men had nothing to say in answer, his anger flared up. So Elihu, the son of Barshel the Buzite, began to speak, saying, I am young, and you men are aged, so I respectfully held back, and I dare not tell you what I know. I thought, let age speak, and let a multitude of years declare wisdom. But It is the spirit in people, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. Age alone does not make one wise, nor is it only old men who understand what is right. So I say, listen to me, and I will also tell you what I know. Look, I have waited for your words. I kept listening to your reasoning as you searched for things to say. I paid close attention to you. But none of you could prove Job wrong or answer his arguments. So do not say we have found wisdom. It is God who refutes him, not a man. He did not direct his words against me, so I will not reply to him with your arguments. They are dismayed. They have no more answers. They have nothing left to say. I have waited, but they do not continue speaking. They just stand there with no further answer. So I too will give an answer. I too will tell what I know. For I am full of words. The spirit within me compels me. My insides are like wine that has no vent, like new wineskins ready to burst. Let me speak so that I can find relief. I will open my lips and give an answer. I will not show partiality to anyone nor will I flatter any human. For I do not know how to flatter. If I did, my Maker would quickly do away with me. 
chapter number 33. But now, Job, please hear my words. Listen to everything I say. Look, please, I must open my mouth. My tongue must speak. My words declare the uprightness of my heart, and my lips sincerely tells what I know. God's own Spirit made me, and the Almighty's one's breath brought me to life. Reply to me, if you are able. Present your arguments before me. Take your position. Look, I am just like you before the true God. From the clay I too was shaped, so no fear of me should terrify you, and no pressure from me should overwhelm you. But you said in my hearing, yes, I kept hearing these words, I am pure without transgression, I am clean without error. But God finds reasons to oppose me. He considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in stocks. He scrutinizes all my path. But you are not right in saying this, so I will answer you. God is far greater than mortal man. Why do you complain against him? Is it because he did not answer all your words? For God speaks once and a second time, but no one pays attention. In a dream, a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon people while they sleep in their beds, then he uncovers their ears and impresses his instructions upon them to turn a person away from wrongdoing and to protect a man from pride. God spares his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. A person is also reproved by pain on his bed and by the constant distress of his bones. So that is his very being loaded bread, and he rejects even fine food. His flesh wastes away from sight, and his bones that were hidden now protrudes. His soul draws near to the pit, his life to those who bring death. If there is a messenger for him, an advocate out of a thousand, to tell to man what is upright, then God shows him favor and says, Spare him from going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresher than in youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. He will entrance God. He will entreat God, who will accept him, and he will see his face with scouts of joy, with shouts of joy, and he will restore his righteousness to mortal man. That person will declare to men, I have sinned and distorted what is right, but I did not receive what I deserve. He has redeemed my soul from going into the pit, and my life will see the light. Indeed, God does all these things twice, three times for a man to bring him back from the pit, so that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Pay attention, Job. Listen to me. Keep silent, and I will continue speaking. If you have something to say, reply to me. Speak, for I want to prove you right. If you have nothing to say, you should listen to me. Keep silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Chapter number 34 So Elihu continued to say in reply, 
Listen to my words, you who are wise. Hear me, you who know so much. For the ear tastes words just as the tongue tastes food. Let us evaluate for ourselves what is right. Let us decide among ourselves what is good. But Job has said, I am, the right, I am in the right, but God has denied me justice. Would I lie about what my own judgment should be? My wound is incurable, though there is no transgression. What other man is like Job, who drinks up derision like water? He is in company with wrongdoers and in association with wicked men. For he has said, A man does not benefit from trying to please God. So listen to me, you men of understanding. It is unthinkable for the true God to act wickedly, for the Almighty to do wrong. For he will reward a man according to what he does, and bring upon him the consequences of his ways. For a certainty God does not act wickedly. The Almighty does not pervert justice. Who put him in charge of the earth, and who appointed him over the whole world? If he fixed his attention on them, if he gathered their spirit and breath to himself, all humans would perish together, and mankind would return to the dust. For if you have understanding, pay attention to this. Listen carefully to what I say. Should someone who hates justice be in control, or would you condemn a powerful one who is righteous? Would you say to a king, you are good for nothing, or to nobles, you are wicked? There is one who does not show partiality to princes, and who does not favor the rich over the poor, for they are all the works of his hands. They may die suddenly in the middle of the night, they shake They shake violently and pass away. Even the powerful are removed, but not by human hands. For God's eyes are upon the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. There is no darkness or deep shadow where wrongdoers can conceal themselves. For God has not set an appointed time for any man to appear before him in judgment. He breaks the powerful without needing to investigate and set up others in their place, for he knows what they are doing. He overthrows them during the night, and they are crushed. He strikes them for their wickedness in a place where all can see, because they have turned away from following him and have, not, and have no regard for any of his ways. They cause the poor to cry out to him, so that he hears the outcry of the helpless. When God remains silent, who can condemn him? When he hides his face, who can see him? Whether towards a nation or a man, the result is the same, so that a godless person may not rule, or lay snares for the people. For I will... For will anyone say to God... I have been punished, although I have committed no offense. Teach me what I have failed to see. If I have done anything wrong, I will not do it again. Should he reward you on your terms when you reject his judgment, 
You must decide, not I. So tell me what you know so well. Men of understanding will say to me, any wise man who hears me. Job speaks without knowledge, and his words lack insight. Let Job be tested to the limit, because his replies are like those of wicked men. He adds rebellions to his sin. He scornfully claps his hands before us and multiplies his words against the true God. Chapter number 35 Elihu continued his response. Are you so convinced that you are right that you would say, I am more righteous than God? For you say, what does it matter to you? Am I better off than if I had sinned? I will reply to you and to your companions with you. Look up to heavens and see. Observe the clouds which are high above you. If you sin, how do you hurt him? If your transgressions multiply, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? What does he receive from you? Your wickedness affects only a human like yourself, and your righteousness a son of a man. People cry out when under great oppression. They cry for relief from the dominations of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God, my grand maker, the one causing songs to be sung in the night? He teaches us more than the beasts of the earth, and he makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens. People cry out, but he does not answer, because of the pride of the wicked. Surely God does, surely God does not hear an empty cry. The Almighty does not pay attention to it. How much less then when you complain that you do not see him? Your legal case is before him, so you should wait anxiously for him. For he has not arguably called for an accounting, nor has he taken note of your extreme rashness. Job opened his mouth wide in vain. He multiplies words without knowledge. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 11th of March 2023. The time is 2036 and it is Tuesday. Bye.